Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through last week's news in financial markets. Let's begin in the US, where we had a volatile week with stocks trading lower. The S&P 500 ended down just shy of 2% over the week. The prospect of central bank tightening its support for the economy and fears over the impact of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus sparked considerable volatility in stock markets. During the week, the chair of the US central bank, the Federal Reserve, expressed confidence in the state of the economy. While the data on economic activity has been lukewarm, it is still showing a reasonable expansion. The Federal Reserve also announced a faster tapering of its monthly asset purchases. In other words, it will speed up the removal of its support for the economy and reports suggest that we could see up to three interest rate hikes in the US next year. Omicron fears appeared to grow later in the week, especially as some Wall Street firms put new office restrictions in place in response to a surge in cases. Stock sold off on Friday morning, but the declines may have been cushioned by growing evidence that Omicron, while much more contagious, causes less severe symptoms than prior variants. Over to Japan. Japanese equities rose over the week, with the Nikkei 225 index gaining 0.38%. Investor sentiment was lifted by the Federal Reserve's tapering decision, as described a moment ago. Many feel that the move signals confidence in the post-pandemic economy and Japan's open market is highly leveraged to the global economic recovery. The Bank of Japan said that although Japan's economy has improved, it remains in a severe situation due to the impact of the coronavirus at home and abroad. While exports and industrial production have continued to increase, they remain somewhat weak due to effects of supply-side constraints. Data suggests that Japan's export rose over 20% in November from last year's level, driven by a recovery in auto shipments that suggests supply chain bottlenecks may indeed be easing. Exports to China, the US and the European Union all increased strongly. Next up, China. Chinese markets fell for the week amid the resurgence in global COVID-19 cases and US-China tensions after Washington placed investment and export restrictions on dozens of Chinese companies for their role in allegedly repressing China's Muslim minorities and in supporting Beijing's military. The CSI 300 index retreated just shy of 2%. On the economic side of things, data showed that China's factory output grew faster than expected in November, but new pandemic curbs hit retail sales. November data also revealed that new home prices suffered their biggest month-on-month decline in six years, with the country's lower-tier cities and developers bearing the brunt of the downturn. Let's come to Europe next. Shares in Europe fell as governments tightened restrictions to curb the spread of the coronavirus and central banks became more hawkish. When we describe a central bank as hawkish, we refer to their focus on controlling inflation as a primary goal of their policies. The Eurostoxx 50 was down just shy of 1%. The Dutch government has closed all bars, non-essential shops, hospitality venues, cinemas and gyms until at least mid-January. The Danish and Norwegian governments tightened restrictions on social activity and recommended working from home to contain the coronavirus. 
The German parliament voted in favour of mandatory vaccines for health workers and France and Germany have introduced travel restrictions. Meanwhile, the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control suggested that vaccination alone will not work to stem the Omicron variant and urged more controls. In other news, the central bank signalled that any removal of support for the economy would be slow, as the pandemic was again depressing business and consumer sentiment and threatening economic growth. And finally, the UK, where the FTSE 100 was down 0.3% during the week. The big news in the UK, of course, was the Bank of England raising interest rates to 0.25% as a first step to controlling inflation. Data released before the announcement indicated that inflation hit over 5% in November, the highest level in a decade. The labour market also continued to tighten even after the government ended the furlough scheme. At the same time, a key survey showed that growth in UK economic activity has slowed to its weakest pace since February as the spread of the Omicron variant hits consumer demand for travel and hospitality. But a burst of early Christmas shopping boosted UK retailers in November, as consumers heeded warnings to buy gifts early to avoid being caught by stock shortages due to supply chain problems. And of course, COVID cases continue on the rise across the UK. There were over 82,000 COVID cases reported across the UK on Sunday, following a week of record high caseloads. Of those, over 12,000 are reported to be Omicron cases. The true figure, however, is expected to be much higher. Meanwhile, almost a million vaccine doses were administered on Saturday in the UK, of which the vast majority were booster shots. Health Secretary Sajid Javid did not rule out tighter COVID-19 restrictions in England before Christmas to stem the spread of the Omicron variant, warning that there were no guarantees while dealing with a pandemic. And that last line really summarises it all. When it comes to the pandemic, there are no guarantees. We still do not have all the answers we need on Omicron. Last week, I spoke to Nabil Abdullah, Deputy Chief Investment Officer at Fulcrum Asset Management, about Omicron and what it meant for markets. The podcast is now available to listen. During these uncertain times, it's important to remember that we are investing for the long term and a well-diversified portfolio in line with your attitude to risk remains the investment strategy over the long term, despite shorter term market challenges. Now, this is our last podcast of 2021. It's been a whole year of weekly podcasts for us and Omnis, and we've really enjoyed it. We hope you found them insightful. If you have any feedback for us, please email your financial advisor who will be able to pass your feedback on to us. On behalf of all of us at Omnis, we'd like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We will be back with our weekly podcast on the 10th of January. Till then, stay safe. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.